The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host for Loving Sports Talk. And always, I got hosting the show with me is Eric Glover. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, love. How you doing there, brother James? What's up, Glovey Glove? What is it looking like out there? No, we just sixty nine today, man. It's a little, it's a little cold today. We sixty nine. <laughs> that ain't bad. That ain't bad. That ain't bad, Glove. But we want to give a shout out to um, everybody, all my friends out in farmland. Go out and visit your house, Rock. Open up today. Go and purchase some things and get some good stuff. But Glove, you ready to do this today? Yes, sir. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you know, I know we talk a lot during the week, but we might get this out on the air, you know, all this stuff going on with football and, and basketball. So let's start off with the um, NCAA tournament, the men's basketball tournament. You know what kills me, Glove, is when these big schools like Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, when they don't get invited to this um, tournament thing, they get mad. Why don't you get upset just because, you know, you're invited and you folks think you go every year? Because you got the best players, or they supposed to let you in. You know what I'm trying to say is Kentucky upset because they didn't get invited to that thing. Should they be glove? No. If if if, uh, if your student athletes don't perform up to expectation, just because you're at a, a large a large institution like Kentucky, it shouldn't be automatic. If your team doesn't play up to par, that you get the automatic bid. You should have to work and fight. And go through all the same things that the other schools go through to get to the tournament. If if you just assume that you're going to get their automatic, then guess what? You assume wrong. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, just because you're the big school and they think they're supposed to get a bid, well, we got to look at their schedule, glove. I mean, they might play some good schools. You know, they might play, yeah, but normally the schools they play like Garbage Can State and all that junk. It's not never a good school. You know what I'm saying? So their record is going to be twenty and two or three. Am I right? You're right. But see, what a lot of non-athletic people don't understand is an institution like Kentucky who has like a heck of an alumni base that went to the league and are probably a lot of doctors, lawyers, and professional people, they have a large alumni base. So a lot of those alumni give money back to the institution. But there's a lot of corporate American people from from Kentucky. So they have a large excess of funds. So what happens is these smaller schools that play at Kentucky to help Kentucky beef up their schedule or pad their schedule, better words to say. And so Kentucky ends up only losing three or four games, and then when they get down to the conference final, because they've never really been challenged and they lose, they don't get the bid because they paid these schools to come in and beat up on them. 
Glove, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I know how a little bit of works. I think you know how, like these schools, say like Kentucky, Nebraska. I know like now, you know, you got like Nebraska. I'm just jumping there with, but we'll play Wyoming. But they'll pay Wyoming $300,000 just to play them, just to get beat up. Am I right? Ain't that how these schools does it? They ask these schools to play, and they go, okay, we're playing a big school, we get on TV. But they paying them a lot of money to play them, right? And that's how that's right. working. Yeah, absolutely right, James. What happens? What what happens for the most part when, you, like, you take for instance when we were at Wyoming and we played Nebraska, you know they'll pay us, you know, like you say, anywhere from three hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars. They'll pay us a nice sum of money to play because in their mindset they know they're gonna they're gonna you know beat Wyoming, but it's more of a scrimmage than a real game because you can only scrimmage against your inner squad, you know, so often. But you need those outside games to really kind of gauge if you're ready for the season or try to, you know, tweak your offensive defense. So a Nebraska will bring in a Wyoming or Utah State or South Dakota State or a smaller school to get a good scrimmage going. So that's basically all it is, is a scrimmage, right? Well, because you know you're going to run over and beat them up, you know, right? You're absolutely right. You know, so, I mean, that's why I was seeing them. like, why should Kentucky be mad? They go every year, you know, just because of who they are. You know, and then, like, you, you got these players, you know, and um, I heard one guy say, well, the coach in the school needs to stop the players coming there one year, and then they jump to the NBA. Make them play at least, what, two or three years? At least to a junior, right, Glove? Because you got all these players going to Kentucky, they play one year, and then they're going from a school. How can you build a program? Well, just like this. Nobody in the NCAA want to pay them kids any money. Everybody say that they should be uh, fortunate or they should be thankful, for better words, that they're scholarship athletes. You know, you're on a scholarship. You should be grateful. You should be thankful. But what about when it comes to, to having just simple laundry money or simple money to buy a pizza or a burger or if you have a girlfriend to take her to the movies? You don't take into account that, you know, those situations, you know, it's okay for these guys to go in these impoverished neighborhoods and get these guys and bring them, you know, to better them life, which is a great thing. But at the end of the day, they also need a little spending change. So until the NCAA changes and start giving these little kids some, some, some chump change in their pockets, they're going to go one year and jump. Well, you know what? We got different breaks today. And we're supposed to have a guest call. But I want to talk about this, too, because me and you just this all week. I've got to definitely get this in. But you said that, you know, get these kids some money. And I, I kind of want to let's go on that, and then let's go a little bit further. You know, because you look at the guys for Alabama, you know, the kids jumped this guy, and kid student that stole his car, went and brought snacks. You know, do you think that is justable leading up to that because the NCAA ain't giving these guys money? Is that what you're saying, Glove? No, no, no. Well, you got well, hold on. But when you finish, you know I'm going to lead that into, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. After that, look. You know, I can't wait for you on this one. It's, it's like this. A criminal act is a criminal act. You can't say that they're they're, they're young or, hey, they're just, uh, you know, student athletes acting out. When you do something criminal, it's criminal. Now, the sad part about it is that an institution like Alabama, who just come off a back-to-back national championship, who, whose student athletes just put over a hundred million dollars into that university? You would think there wouldn't things like this, you know. You would think that things like this wouldn't happen, 
because the temptation shouldn't be there because I'm sorry to say I'm sure those guys are being taken care of at a large institution like that. Now, when you're talking about a smaller institution, the money isn't as great as it is at a, at a larger, but but those kids have been taken care of. Maybe the little clowns that didn't, you know, that committed the crime, maybe they weren't being taken care of. But for the most part, I'm sure those guys on that campus in Alabama are being taken care of. Well, let's so, look yeah, at it. Well, apparently they must not because you're just going to get snacked. Am I right? Apparently some trigger that, right? Because if you do a criminal act, you're going to do more than a snack, right? Man, them dudes was bored. They didn't have nothing else to do. And it probably started off as, as a, a fun gesture and then it turned criminal. Because you can't tell me on every campus across the country, not to that, not to that magnitude in Alabama, but you can't tell me things don't go on that aren't as criminal that's getting swept under the rug. Now, if those would have been superstar athletes, how much of that story would we have heard about? But, I mean, look at it. I mean, when I was at Wyoming, you know, the soda guy that came in the dorm room and put all the soda vending shit, he was giving me a star case of soda. We was giving away our ticket. We, we went supposed to. That was against the NCAA rule. But, I mean, for soda, we could have lost our scholarship. You see what I'm saying, Glove? We was doing something stupid just for soda, you know. You, you get what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. You're, you're trying to make it seem like the the magnitude of the crime doesn't fit the punishment because it's something as small as a soda or, or because it's something, you know, them snatching a backpack is one thing. You know, right. them, you know, stealing a backpack and a wallet is something. But once right. you... Once you assault someone, that's a whole nother level. You know, think about it. You might have got the sodas when you were in Wyoming, but you didn't assault the guy. You follow me? Right. I know what you're you saying. Know? You're right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Things are being done on campuses, but, but they're not criminal to the magnitude where people are being assaulted. There's no, there's no bodily harm. You know, there's a difference between one criminal act and the other. You know, you burglarize okay. one thing, but you assault somebody is, is, is different. You, you snatch okay. the person's one thing, but if they fall and hurt themselves, now you got a, you know a different charge. Okay, well then, let me go with this thing, Russell. So what you said, hey, I know Tim, but remember when? I mean, you know, we ain't gonna put no name, but people back in school, most of them was from out of town, right? So of remember course. when someone was getting these um, calling card numbers and call home? Remember that? Yep, I remember. Now, do you justify that? Because I mean, a lot of people was doing that just to call back home or. Call the girlfriend or something. You know what I'm saying? Okay, look, That's I understand. I understand where you're going. I understand what you're saying. You're uh, saying the, the the nature of the crime is it justified because of the nature of because it's not as criminal or detrimental in 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 the mindset of, but in in all reality, it is because you're still you're still committing a criminal act. You follow right. me now? Let's go back to where we started. If uh, if these kids, because at larger schools, again, I have friends that play the larger schools. At larger schools, again, these people are being provided with things that smaller school athletes, student athletes don't receive. So if across the board, if these kids are given an allowance or an allotment per month, now that's not going to stop criminal activity because if you're a clown, or, or if you're a criminal, you're going to still be a criminal. Now it's more because now there's more people with more cash available. So now it just it could magnify or magnitude, you know, 
make it greater, not less sin. So that's still probably that's probably not the answer still, giving guys money. You know, you'd have to weigh your options. Right, and I know what you're saying, criminal act, criminal act. But, you know, my point while I was trying to go, what you were saying was, you know, these schools like Alabama, why they not helping these kids? Like, look at us at Wyoming. I was getting sold us, you know, and people had these calling cards. I mean, we won, you know, there. Why wasn't that? You know what I'm saying? So I'll just go back to what you're saying. Alabama, you know they should have got these kids some snacks. Maybe not, Glover. I don't, you know, because I just can't see you doing that crime. And you, they know they insulted that kid. You know you're going to get caught, right, <laughs> you know, for some snacks, you know? I, I hear you. And like I said, again, again, that was one of those strange incidents. And, and periodically, you got you got to think back in time periodically something like this happened on a major campus and you're like wow really i mean can you believe <clears throat> but but you have to look at the individuals as opposed to looking at the university if if you go in these neighborhoods and you bring out criminals don't think just because you brought them out that neighborhood they're no longer criminals because now they're just criminals on the college campus you know it doesn't it doesn't negate them being criminals now that they're in college now you just give them a broader horizon or a, a bigger, you know, spot to, to hone their skills or, or, you know, enlarge their criminality, their criminal so, mind. So let me let me ask you this, and you know, opinion. What you're saying is, say like a person grew up in the ghetto in like a bad neighborhood, you're saying just because you take them out of that and put them in a, a luxury thing, they still going to have that criminal in them? Is that what you're saying? Of never going to come out of them? You have to look at it like this. There, there's a large proportion of the guys that come out these neighborhoods, black, white, Mexican, whatever nationality they are, yeah. you know, large proportion. Of, you know, we just tend to see certain certain races of individuals because it seems like they're committing more because of the institutions they're at. You know, it's like it's like you bring a guy out, and if his mindset is still in the neighborhood, and not to better himself, then he thinks he's one up on those people that's at the college campus because he's like, oh, these people are slow. You know, they don't know what it is to, to come from Liberty City in Florida, or they don't know what it is, you know, to come from, from Harlem in New York, or they don't know what it is to come from the west side in Chicago or Compton in L.A. and, and these large cities. So these people that you bring into these campuses, they see these, you know, sad to say, they see these people – that come from these smaller towns or these southern places where the population of blacks aren't that great, and they think that they're more, they're smarter mm. from a criminal standpoint. Oh, I can get over on these people because they don't know what's going on. So that's what happens. It's not that they're there to better themselves from an academic and a sports perspective. They're like, shit, I can just, you know, it's easy. Uh, and that goes back to let our listeners know what we're talking about, what you said. That's why these kids go to school and they get one year and they go to the pro because they want that money, right? That oh, goes back to that because they come from a neighborhood they didn't have it, so they're like, "Hey, if I get it now, go get it, right?" You're, you're, look, at when I when I when I first went, I mean, I went on multiple uh, recruiting trips. Well, but you get on these recruiting trips as you did. You know, you get on these trips and you meet you meet guys from New York and you meet guys from you know places. You know, I'm not gonna go into all the crazy places, but you know. He talks to these guys, and it's funny. Both of my parents were, you know, 
middle class worker, work work good jobs, you know, general uh-huh. dynamics. You know, he my dad was worked on the Tomahawk missile and all that stuff, so I came from middle class family. But you know, you talk to these recruiters and they'll tell you about places are going where there wasn't doors, you know, front doors or the windows were busted out or you know, abandoned cars and things like that. And so being middle class and being black, you're like, wow, because i never seen it. None right. of my family members were like that. So so how do I know? So if I'm thinking like that, just imagine, just imagine what white America's thinking. If if you get this white guy from, from Alabama to go to Chicago to the, to the Taylor homes, or, you know, one of the projects in Chicago, wow. you know, what's his mindset going in there? And then what's the expectation of the athletes? You follow me that he's getting out of there. You know, and you make a good point. You know, you got to take somebody out of there, it's going to be a different thing. But look at us, though, Glove. I came from Chicago with the Wyoming, the culture shop, but we still, you know what I'm saying? We didn't do none of that. You're right. But see, but see, you came from a two-parent household, and not to say that it can't be done with one parent because it's been done over a period of time. They just don't show you the kids that come from a single-family home. You follow me? It's yeah. Whenever they throw out numbers, it's always the negative numbers, not the positive numbers. Now, look, there's a lot of young brothers that came out of Chicago that went on and did better. There's a lot of brothers that came out of New York. There's a lot of brothers, period. And when I say brothers, I'm not just talking black. I just say brother because that's just the way I talk. It could be a, a young white male. It could be a young Mexican guy. It could be a young Asian guy. And they could be from the inner city or wherever they're from. So I just say brothers in general because to me, we all brothers anyway. But my point is, we don't look at numbers from a standpoint of singles. We look at the singles as a negative but not a positive. But what we're talking about is kids coming out of the inner city and bettering themselves. You did. You know what I'm saying? There's right. a few others that we played with that did as well. Well, I mean, and you said you said something that I want to talk about that goes to where we're going to talk about, you know, after our break, where the, um, the, the pros, the NFL, you know, I mean, you got a little heated conversation this week about it. And I still didn't agree with you, you know. And you know what I'm talking about, right, Look, We were no, talking about the youth and they, these athletes should be accountable. You know, remember with the DUI? Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. Said, well, and I said, well, come on. I mean, things would happen, you know. But, you know, we got sometimes, I'm not saying overlook it because you can't overlook a crime, but you, you do things that's, I mean, stupid and you don't realize it. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to get on that glove because that was um, a little heated argument we had. So this is James Glove with Eric Glove, 69, and Diego. We will be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
when it comes to youth and high school football. Listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and 10 football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. As always, when we go to break, love always make it way, makes our day. Word for the free chicken. <laughs> well, good. That was a good laugh. We made our day with that one. Anyway, we'll get back to what we, we move on, what we were talking about. And I do mean you talk about this week, and I didn't agree with you. And I still don't, but I know what you're saying about what we were talking about was, you know, the players, NFL players, you know, we were talking about how, you know, they go out and get the DUI. He's like, Man, hire a driver, you know, Bob. I said, yeah, I understand that, girl, but there's some time or one time where you can see where that happened. And you don't agree with that, do you? Nope. I, you know I don't agree with that. You know I don't. It's like this, and, and it's kind of a spinoff of what we were just talking to. You know, it's like the GM going in the uh, Dez Bryant's house and asking his mama if she's a crackhead in the hole. You follow me? At the Combine this year, they're asking the guys if they're homosexual and stuff. Those are inappropriate questions. But but what we, what we were talking about is you get guys from these from these places that quote unquote so certain people say that are undesirable or, or or ghettos or whatever you want to call them because in Tennessee and in Middle America where those tornadoes hit with them trailer parks, those aren't ghettos. But there's white people. But you go in large cities where there's apartments with with minorities. Those are ghetto. So I don't understand the whole ghetto terminology because if it's under a certain pay level that people are making, I thought it was ghetto regardless of what you look like. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But what we're talking about is athletes being accountable. If if you make enough money, James, you can hire people. But you keep saying that, oh, well, you know, everybody makes a mistake. But, yeah, a mistake happened once. Or a mistake, you know, we'll give you two. But when it continues to repeat itself, and what we're talking about, listeners, is an opinion. This 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 very uh, this young man from Denver was gambling in uh, Vegas right. on a blackjack table, and as the dice were being rolled, 
excuse me, on the dice, on the craft table. As the dice were being rolled, he was throwing chips out. Five dollars so chips. Once, That's it. Five dollars. So he did it once. He did it twice. He did it three times. Well, he got arrested for illegally betting at craft. Now, my argument is, okay, the chip slipped out once. Maybe. Okay, maybe it slipped out twice, but three times, come on, that's intentional. And so I'm saying at some point, this dude got to be accountable. He's trying to gamble, but he's also trying to cheat. Now, if I'm an NFL player, one, he must not be making that much money because he's only throwing out $5 chips. Well, that's my argument, too. It's only $5 chips, Glove. How can you sit there and make that man mess his career for a $5 chip? You've been to Vegas. How many times when the dice go, you like, I want that bet, you throw it on there. How many times have you done that, Glove? Seriously. Never, never. You never see people do it though. Oh, I see people do it. But you ask me if I've ever done it. No, I'm a, I'm a, okay. I'm a crab shooter and I play dice. I mean, I'm a crab shooter and I play blackjack. But, but my thing is this: we're talking about a guy in the NFL. One time a chip slip, I understand that. Two times maybe, but three times, James, come on. There's no way this thing can repeat itself three times in a row. But that's not the issue that I'm talking about. As the GM, John Elway sitting at dinner, he hears this come over the radio or over the news that one of his players, a young player, just got busted for cheating at crap, $5 chip. What kind of conversation do you think they're having around that uh, dinner table? Well, let me ask you this. You hold an empire standard because why? Because they make more money? Aren't they same people like you and I? I mean, put a pants on one leg at a time. Aren't they the same? Why is it so hard to Because they play in the NFL and they make no money. Are we? Are, that's what we saying. They hire centers enough that we gotta, you know. No, what I'm saying is this: you're given an opportunity of a lifetime. People will kill to have that opportunity, so you take advantage of it the best you can. You're you're allowed. You're allowed by God because it's a God-given talent, and it's not and it's a blessing to be there. So here it is. You have a chance to better not only yourself, but better your family situation if your family is one of those types of families. You get to better the family situation, better the family name. This is how you want your family name to be. Remember, your mom is sitting there in church or your mom is working on a job, and she hear about her son getting busted for throwing out $5 chips. She could, he could have went to his mom's job and asked for 15 bucks. I'm sure somebody would have gave it to him. But he's going to embarrass himself with three $5 chips. That's $15, James. Is this that dude crime, to the NFL. Is that crime that bad, love? Be honest. It's a crime, Be honest. I mean, look at look at Dante Stowell. He went and killed a guy drunk driving. 30 days, and he's back in the NFL. Come on, glove. I mean, is that crime? $5 chips, glove? 15 Come on, glove. Be real. Look, we're, 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 we're comparing apples and oranges, James, and, and you know we'll never agree on this because, I, because my thing is I feel they need to be held accountable like everybody else is held accountable. Now, they got to remember, hey, if I'm, driving, if I'm driving a Lamborghini or if I'm driving a Ferrari or if I'm driving a Bentley or, or if I'm driving a Phantom or whatever type of car I'm driving that's high-end and I'm a high-profile athlete, I should already know that society – and, and I'm not going to say what, what part of society, but certain individuals of certain parts of society don't like the fact that they see this young, good-looking black male in this car with certain types of women that they can't receive or they can't get. So there's a lot of jealousy going on. So that's what I'm talking about, James. 
where they need to be more responsible at. Well, I know what you're saying. The thing about you get this opportunity, you don't want to mess up and make the best of it. You know, but what I'm saying is there's a time where, like I said, you know, we talk about this way back, you know. When you're on the off-season, you can't go out and party and enjoy in your own place. You're still on that time. That's what my point. I know what you're saying. You got to be accountable in every little thing you do. The, the media and people look at you, but you're regular people, you know. James, Brother Lovin, Mr. Lovin, never, <laughs> you never heard me say can't. You never heard me say can't, don't, none of the above. All I'm saying is you should know that all eyes are already on me because of what you do. You're in a whole different tax bracket. You're in a whole different line of work. So sad to say that certain parts of society want to see you fail. So you're going to feed into that part of society. You're going to feed into those stereotypes. Let's remember, 3030 on ESPN had athletes three and a half years out are broke. You know, cash made $100 million. Now they're broke. Guys are making bad financial decisions. Now they're broke. So... If I see all those things, James, shouldn't I want to change the curve? Shouldn't 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 I want to change the mindset? You know, well, shouldn't I get tired of being the problem and want to and, and want to act and be a part of the solution? Well, let me let me throw this at you, Gloss. If you want to say that, um, well, Brakowski, Grunowski, whoever for um, New England, the tight end. What's his name? Grunowski. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gradkowski. Yeah, Grunowski. every time Grunowski. Super Bowl, he parted. He up in Vegas, you know, What's wrong with that? Everybody made a fit. Why is he doing that? That's his time, regular. You know, remember the year after when they lost to the Giants, he went out party. Okay, what? He was out drinking. Then um, this year they come um, in Vegas, right, slam dancing with his buddies on stage. What's wrong with that? And they made a big fit up. Well, he's high, high pro. He shouldn't be doing that. Why? He's having fun. He's not hurting nobody, Glove. Well, because you got to remember, he does play for New England. And, and they do hold their players at a different standard than most other teams. So that's one. Two, let's go ahead and, and add that he is, is a white player. So that's a whole nother, whole nother element of the game. But but you got to remember, you got to remember, only certain individuals in the NFL act out. And most of the times we get bad, we get bad news reports from the NFL. So I have to say it's mostly black players. So now here it is. You got you know you got a guy like Rakowski that look at he's supposed to be injured, and yet he's in the club slam dancing. And partying. So, so was he injured, or was he not injured? But we all know he was injured. So he's in the club partying. Not once. Now he's in the club again. When he supposed to have had a surgery, he's in the club partying again. So is he really taking this serious, or, you know, is he the kind of guy that hey he likes to get his party on? Which I'm not mad at him because on the field he takes care of business. And see, that's what you keep missing from me, James. Is look at. These dudes take care of business on the field. I can care what they do once they leave the field. All I'm saying is be responsible. That's my only part. Go party, go drink, go do whatever you want to do. As long as you're not committing any mayhem or any trouble, just be responsible. And, and responsible, you can be responsible. Things can just happen, right, Glenn? Well, no. yeah, things do happen, but happen is a one time, not two, three, and four, not, not repeat offenses. You know, I had a coach, uh, Buddy Ryan, said that same thing. He said, I can go with one mistake, but if you make that mistake again, I'm cutting you. How can you make it twice? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what you're you right. saying, you know. Is that what you're saying, Glo? 
keep, I mean, James, I, like I said, these are young, good-looking men. Sad to say, a lot of them aren't too educated. That's the sad part about the whole scenario, that they're not as educated as they should, and that's what you get when, like you say, in basketball, you have these guys leave after young, one year because they don't have the maturity to understand what's in front of them. But football players are different, but they just got the shaking hand syndrome because they used to bumping in each other. We used to bumping in each other, you know, so – so we kind of knock the sense out of each other while we playing football. But the thing <clears> is, yeah, you make one mistake, that's fine. That's like that's like having sex, sad to say. You know, if she get pregnant one time, who's to say she won't get pregnant twice? So shouldn't you do something preventive not to get her pregnant? You know what I'm saying? It's like you're going to keep having sex without a condom, knowing the outcome could be getting pregnant, her getting pregnant. But yet you're going to keep having sex without a condom? So when you have four or five kids, what you gonna say? Those are four or five mistakes. Yeah, and 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 just to, to have you go there too. You know, I hear they got an email saying, you know, how are these players always having all these kids and different women. I look at that like, you know, that can be control, right? But that's my point, James. It all can be controlled. It's just it's called common sense and maturity. You have to you have to have the knowledge of knowing what you're doing is wrong. Now, if you say these guys are just, you know, special needs, they all, you know, need to leave their helmets on <laughs> off the field, then I understand. But they take their helmets off and leave them in the locker room, so I'm guessing they have some common sense. You know, we're not going to have them riding in society with chin straps, and I'm not saying anything negative about people with helmets and chin straps and mouthpieces. I'm just making a point. If, if these guys leave the field and they leave their helmet in the locker room, we're we're making the assumption that they can go in society and be normal people. But if they continue to make, you know, error after error, mistake after mistake, maybe we need to judge or we need to, you know, have some sit-downs and talk to them and make sure that they're, you know. Well, let's, let's go back. You get, you're getting a kid 19, 18 out of the, the, the um, projects or whatever you say in the home. They never had nothing. And you throw all that money, yeah, they're going to act different, right? They're going to be out of control because they got something that they never had. And they got a, a lot of it that they can, you know, do what they want. I mean, I remember what's growing up. You know, we got a quarter. You had to make that quarter last, you know. Oh, I'm going to buy uh, some now. You know, now they eat something now, say something later, right? You're right. You know? Or you could go in a place and get some free chicken, right? But you know. yeah, absolutely, hey, man, ain't nothing, ain't nothing like uh, customer service, baby. Free tickets. Well, well, what I'm saying, Glove, is they get this and they 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 don't know how to act because they never had it before. You know, that's like a kid. You go, we say, going to a candy store. You never been in one. You're gonna be looking around. Ooh, I want this. I want that. Right. So you're absolutely they right. Gotta, they gotta do something that you'll be like, man, why did they do that? Because they don't know, Glove. They're not. Um, uh, educated. That's how we would say, right? Right, but that's what, James, that's what I was saying. See, here's the sad part. If if you look at this generation right now, we have more grandmothers than mothers. So mm. when I say there's more grandmothers, when when you see these kids on TV, you know, they're saying, hi, grandma, not hi, mom and dad. So, right. so there's a problem right there. That's, that's the first problem, is that grandma is raising kids or grandpa and grandma is raising kids. That's the first problem. But but here's the bigger problem. If there's grandma, that means normally there's no mom or dad. 
normally it's mom and grandma, but when it's grandma, it's neither parent. So it's the older person raising the younger person. But normally when there's mom, you have two. But the dad, the dad's not even a part of this picture here. So how do, how do, not to say women can't teach young men to be men, but it's a whole different mindset. You follow me? For a woman to teach a young boy to be a man. Because you can say what you want to say, but a boy has to stand up to be not sit down. And that's a whole nother mindset and a whole nother part of teaching within itself. But, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is there's no proper guidance. There's no one to teach and develop this young man into how he should act as a young man. You're right. We give him all this money. But guess what? If you're only used to dealing with a quarter that you had to stretch, now you got a million dollars and you don't understand the whole principle of taxes, now you're in a whole world of trouble because now you think you can buy the world because you got a million dollars. When in all reality, you don't have a million because 42% or 44% is going to taxes. So you got about 600000 and some change. Yeah. But in your mind, you think you got a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? This is Reggie? Yeah, yeah, I've been on the phone for a while listening. Very oh, good I'm sorry. I, I know I'm not my computer, but. Welcome, Reggie Slater, to the show, everybody. Glove, Reggie, y'all. Glove, how you doing? You agree to that, um, Reggie? Yeah, uh, Glove makes some very valid points. I mean, and these are some issues that, uh, as a society, we need to address. Uh, I think, you know, one of the best ways to solve it, man, is, 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 as Glove was saying, we need some men. I don't mean men as far as just the word, but I mean men people that can be accountable. That's the word that I kept hearing gloves say. We need somebody to break the cycle and say, look, man, I'm going to give these kids, whether they make it to the professional lifestyle or not, an example of how to be a man, how to be responsible, how to make the next generation better. I think you spoke, Love, about, you know, um, the, the kid putting $15 in and embarrassing the mom. I think, I think when you use the word family, uh, a couple of minutes ago, it's, big, it's bigger than that because what happens is as an, as an entire group we get stereotyped, not just that family. So, I mean, the bottom line, as I see it, is, you know, us, guys our age, uh, we need to step up. We need to be that example. Uh, you know, I'm sure when you guys are growing up just like me, I didn't really have a lot of positive male examples to, to know what it's like, what it's going to be like when I'm 42 or getting to my 40s. But at some point, man, we're going to have to grow up and hold ourselves accountable and responsible because we've got a whole generation, if not two generations at least right now, that are looking up to us for examples of what to be so that when this so this, this cycle of ignorance can stop. You know, Red, we were waiting for you um, to come on. I was going to take a break. I didn't know you was on, but that's good. But. We'll take our last break, and then we'll come back, Reg. We want you to iterate on that, because what Glove was saying, too, I want to kind of get your thing is they got to be accountable for it. And you said that, too, Reg. And, and, and Glove said, you know, you got some that saying, you know, they're not being raised by the mom and the dad. It's always grandma. So we want to get your input on that, because you run a thing out there in, um, out there in Houston. You got you put a, a boys and Glove thing like that, Reg? Well, it's a, it's, it's a business that, 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 um, that 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 that's sports related and whatnot. Yeah, it's not a boys and girls club per se, though. Okay. But yeah, we're gonna take a break. Then we're gonna come right back. We're gonna finish this. This is James Loving, Eric Glover, and Reggie Slater. You there, Red? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, hi. <laughs> 
I've been off for a while. I'll just listen to you guys. Let me hash it out there. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. On this week's program, we'll have Tim Brandt with Federal Ammunition and Mark Gurney with Ruger. Yeah, plus Jimbo will have outdoor rider Jay Guthrie. Who's he with, by the way? Hey, Guns and Ammo. Yeah, and uh, Sean Carlock uh, with Defensive Edge. When we talk about the pros and cons of long-distance shooting and hunting. Because Jimbo and I suck at it. It's all brought to you by Outdoor Channel plus Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk, co-host from Eric Glover. You that Glover? Yes, sir. 69 in San Diego. Yes, sir. And we got Reggie Slater, former NBA player. Still that, Red? Still in the love, brother. Still in the love. There you go. Red, you said some good things. I know Glove had hit on it, but you said some good things during the break. And I kind of want you to talk about that a little more, but you were saying that um, we got somebody got to help step up and help these kids. And what I was saying, I want you to talk about too, these kids that come from the city and make all this money, they don't know what to do. They're not educated. Can you talk a little bit on that, Red? And you chime in too, Glove. Well, the example that I always use is cavemen and fire. Uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, is you know, kids that are all of a sudden getting these big money contracts, you know, just say a million dollars um, and, and money. You know, the, the cavemen didn't know what to do with fire. If they mishandled it, they could burn themselves and hurt themselves. But if they used it correctly, warm them, keep them warm, and, and, and cook food. Uh, and, you know, uh, just like uh, money with these kids, uh, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, they're going to fool around and spend it faster than they really have it because 
um, as Bluff said, a lot of those kids don't take into account that, you know, a million dollars, if you get a million dollar contract, you got tax that are going to be taken out, you got pensions that are going to be taken out, so on and so forth. Um, and and, and if you, before you know it, that could be spent. But if you use it wisely, it can, it can uh, be seed for for something that could help you out for the remainder of your life. Glover? I agree. No, I, I totally, I totally agree, and I and I like your metaphor of the fire. I never thought of it like that, but good metaphor. But my my thing, Reggie, is here, here's my question to you, Reggie. Uh huh. Because of what's going on with these athletes current day and and past, at some point, because we talked about accountability, mm-hmm. shouldn't the agents, shouldn't the agents or these schools that these kids are going to and not and not graduating from? Shouldn't some of those people be held accountable? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the problem is, I mean, it's a very competitive, uh, competitive field there. So the, the, the agent will say almost anything to get player X, even things that the kid wants to hear but doesn't need to hear. So, I mean, he, he has to feed his family too. But, yes, there should be some laws and some parameters that are set. Uh, that these kids have to adhere to and the agents have to adhere to. I know when I played in the NBA, we did have voluntary uh, workshops where we prepared for life after basketball, but they were voluntary and they weren't mandatory, so the tennis wasn't that great. But I can say for a fact, um, you know, over 10 years being out of the league and still communicating with some of the guys that played, I know had they to do it over again, they certainly would have taken advantage and listened a lot more because you don't want to be uh, in a situation that Glover was saying earlier. You know, you go to college one year, you're fortunate enough to get into the use your God-given talents of love you said, and you go out here and play and you're having a ball. All of a sudden you have a knee injury or, or, or the short shelf life has expired, and then you're 29 years old without education and no people skills, no social skills. That's not – you know, looking for the future. And I, I think that the burden of everything, if people wanted to carry the cross, has to be on the older guys in our generation because we have to be the ones that are just real with them and say, look, man, this is how it is. Enjoy yourself while you're there. But, you know, you, if, if you really want to set yourself up for life, uh, you, need, you need to listen more than you're seeing. You know, that's why you got two ears and one mouth. You know, listen from these older guys and experience and learn. Look, I mean, Red, my question to you is, you know, and, and tell me how you see it. Is this how I see it? I mean, like you say, when I came up, I think I was before you, you came after Don't you think sports can get out of hand? I mean, look at now, they have a national signing day on TV for these kids. Don't you think it's time <laughs> to get out of hand where nobody be able to control it? I mean, from trying to help well, out kids. Who's making, who's making money off of this? As long as, long as the people that are who's making money off of national signing day, these colleges, why? Because when 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 college X finds out that the students there find out that this stud athlete is going to go there, all of a sudden enrollment goes up. All of a sudden enrollment goes up. That's more money for the university. That means the president gets a little bit more money, and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the chair people, this that, and the other. So. You know, you put money in the whole mix. When you start thinking about it, you put money in the whole mix, it ain't ever going to stop. It's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. But, as I said earlier, and as Glove said earlier, it's it's up to us as our generation to sit down and talk with these guys, if we so see fit, and tell them the real. 
of how this 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 this, this thing actually is, and not what the agents are telling them, because agents again they just want to be employed, so they're just trying to get a stud that was lasting for five years or so. So, that's my point of view on it. No, I, I, Reggie, I, I agree totally with, with what you're saying there, Reggie, and, and love also. You know, but my, my thing is, I keep going back to this word because what you just said, with love, said something about the national letter of intent signing day. Yeah, that's become a big business. Now we got Armor All sponsoring these high school games. We got these McDonald All American Classics and basketballs that's even bigger now than they used to be 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. at what point is the NCAA going? I mean, because I don't ever think they will. But at what point do they become accountable and say, "Well, hey, you know what? Because now we're making just crazy money hand over foot. Maybe it's time to start giving these guys a little something, and maybe it can cut down some of what's going on in these college campuses, whereas these kids are getting in trouble. Maybe it could cut down just a little." Rich, I don't. I just don't see that happening. I don't see anybody that's in business that say, I'm making too much money. I, I just don't see that happening. Because what happens is, you know, guys get the, I think it's called IPO when they go public. And then the, the money gets, the, you know, the one guy gets a big payout and everybody else, you know, they want to return on their investment. I, I don't see anybody ever saying, I'm making too much money. They're always going to, you know, Armour All coming in here? Well, shut Armour All just gave us, I don't know, a million, two million dollars to call it the Armour All special. Meanwhile, the kids are all of a sudden they start associating Armor All with their regular gear, so all of a sudden the company Armor All makes tons of money. I mean everybody's making money. it's a money thing, so I, don't, I I just don't see it ever ending. I mean I mean I I I just don't see it. I don't I don't see it ever ending. That's just yeah. that's my point, right? I was saying that I think it got so out of control, but now they found different ways to make money. You know, like say Armor All or Look at, you know, football. You know, they got 20 million bowl games now, garbage can bowl games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's all about money. I'm making money. But you said it ain't going to get to a point that ever that, you know, these players need some money because, I mean, look at the kids from Alabama. They assaulted a guy, stole his car, and brought snacks with it. You know? Mm -hmm. Is it going to get down to where they said we got to get them something red? Well, I mean, there's got to be a good lawyer involved in this <laughs> because, I mean, I think this discussion has been going on for at least as long as I've been in school and probably longer. I mean, um, colleges generate huge amounts of money from big star athletes coming there and then enrollment going up. Colleges get huge amounts of money from being in these bowl games, from advertising, from TV contracts. Colleges get huge amount of money for catering to these kids and selling them a dream, a dream that they therefore translate into dollars. So, again, I just don't see them saying, man, we made enough money. Let's care about the kid because there's another, um, you know, lover on the shelf. There's another slater on the shelf. There's another loving on the shelf we can take. I, I think it, 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 I, what I tell kids all the time is use the university. Don't let the university use you. I think while you're there and that education is paid for, you make sure that you enjoy yourself, as we said earlier, but make sure you make contact. Make sure you understand uh, how this game is being played. I remember when I played in the league, and, and way back then, the, the, the guys that were the highest paid were Michael Jordan and Shaq. And, you know, I would always frequently hear guys say, I wish I was making that Shaq money or I wish I was making that Jordan money. 
And my thoughts were, you know, I wish I was making that money of the guy that was paying back and the guy that was paying Jordan because that's where the real money is. Again, you know, these kids have to realize that the shelf life of a professional athlete, if you make it that far, is ridiculously short. And after that, if you finish hurting your leg or your knees go bad or something, there's not a whole lot of, you know, stories you can tell to an to appease an employee to have them um, keep you on their payroll. Well, no, I agree. Well, see, when I made, when I was talking earlier, because we all live in a society where enough's not enough. So I'm not saying that they'll ever say, hey, I got enough money. I'm going to give some away. I'm saying, but at some point, to share some, you would think would get you even more. Like, if you're right, all the money that's being made on these college campuses from marketing, from, from merchandising, from the bowls, from everything, you would think if I give a little bit more, my take will be even greater. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, well, yeah, I, I think they'll give back, but it'll be in the form of an investment. Because if you give a little bit more, you know, it, it, um, I, and I hate to use the term, but it's almost as if they're giving you the scraps while they're sitting up. Of course. The they're giving the scraps, and all of a sudden we start, the competition gets thicker. But all yeah, of a sudden we got more studs. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, if you're not used to getting anything, scraps is good. you got to start somewhere. You're absolutely right. I agree with that. you got you got to start, you got to start somewhere with the scraps in order – in order to get the scrap old, you yeah. know. But I'm just yeah. saying, at some point, it, something has to be done. Riz, Riz, what's your opinion on, like, I mean, like, we was talking earlier about the um, NCAA and Kentucky was mad about not making it in. But they're getting these players that one and done. Shouldn't they have some kind of thing where they make them stay two or to their junior? What are your take on that? I mean, because well, you one and done is only – they don't have that in football, I don't think. They don't. I would hope they don't. Yeah, because them guys in the NFL are monsters. Jesus. Um, I think I think what the NBA does right now is they do encourage guys, uh, and I'm pretty sure they do encourage guys to seek their degrees. But I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's, it's a, not a mandatory deal that they have. The, the problem is, um, uh, guys get in the league, and it's, it's, for many of us, it's, it's a dream. It was something that we always thought about and wished for and never had. And you want that dream to last forever, but in doing that, you know you get caught up. You start you start believing no. You start believing your own hype. You actually drink the Kool Aid, and you believe that you're invincible. You believe that okay, I can blow this million, and then the next contract that comes, then I'll start saving, and then it gets pushed off to the next contract if you make it that far. And the reason the reason I bring that up is because I've seen it happen several times. I mean, I think it's up to somebody that these kids grew up with. Back when they didn't have a nickel, if there is such a person in their life, whether it's their parent, whether it's their, whether it's their guardian or a coach, that <laughs> really, I mean, that's guys our age, that say, look, man, stop jacking around. This is what's going to happen. Yes, enjoy yourself right now, but you need to save some of this away and think about life at 40. Think about life at 50. Because a lot of these kids, and I'm assuming the demographics are still the same as they were back in the 90s when I was playing, they didn't have very many positive male role models. Hell, I didn't know anybody that was 40 or 50 years old when I was growing up that was doing anything that was worth. So, you know, to some of these guys, if they can get that person that knows them from way back when, way back when, when they had nothing that still believes in them, 
then that 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 might reach them better than some guy that just came around in you know the last year or two. Isn't that what you said, Glove? Yes, sir. I, I say it all along. But but the, the sad part about it is this right here. It's, it's so many guys coming at them like a it's like the octopus theory. It's like you got you got that person in front of you, but they have eight arms. It's like you want the best for yourself, but that individual said, "Hey, man, you know what? We're gonna start this car wash. I need fifty thousand dollars." Then, like you said earlier, Reggie, you got to give mama a house. You know, your other family members are coming at you. So, mm-hmm. so who can you trust? You know, and this started at the high school level when you were signing because this school promised your mama five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars for a part time job. You know, so it started at that young age. Yep. Well, we only got a couple minutes, but um, again, Rex, appreciate it, man. You always come to me off the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, gloving me. I love your thoughts. Uh, love, love your thoughts, man. Just keep it going, keep it positive. You know, help the future, man. We might not be the ones that change it, but we can help. Ignite the flame with some guy that can change it. You know what I mean? Yep. You're right, Google. Hey, Reggie. Reggie, the rule of thumb is reach one, teach one. Reach one, teach one. There you go. There you go. All right. Thank Sounds you, good, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. on and Reg. Thank you, all guys. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com.